Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Monday, the fifth day in February of 2024. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to start, hopefully, your work week. We're going to start with the United States government, who added six individuals to their special designation list, which serves to annotate organizations or individuals who have committed atrocities or issues against the United States. Now, this sanctions list was updated on Friday, and the six individuals include Iranian government officials who are accused of supporting, being behind, or conducting cyber attacks that focused on water systems in the United States. Specifically, the sanctions highlight that individuals under the lead of Hamid Reza Lashgarian, who heads Iran's special operations force known as the IRGC Quds Force, those individuals and Hamid Reza Lashgarian allegedly attacked technology known as programmable logic controllers that were manufactured by an Israeli company known as Unitronics. And this followed the onset of Israel and Hamas engaging in warfare after a deadly terror attack in Israel. What you need to know is that while there's a conflict in Israel and in Palestine, there's a conflict in Ukraine and with Russia involved, that these conflicts do not remain regional, that cyber enables countries like Iran to take the opportunities that they have learned and experienced and deploy them elsewhere. And so especially if you are in critical infrastructure like water, you need to make sure that your security is receiving the adequate amount of personnel and funding required to make sure that you are not a victim of, in this case, Iranian cyberspace operators. And while the U.S. is sanctioning Iranian cyberspace operators, you, as a user of software known as AnyDesk, need to be taking action because AnyDesk is a great piece of software. It is a remote desktop software application that allows you to remotely view and engage with customers, changing things on their behalf, cutting down the time it takes to understand problems and solve them. The problem is the same tool can be used maliciously to gain remote access to a person's computer. Now, unfortunately, AnyDesk has a history of being abused by cyber criminals as well as its legitimate use. But despite this abuse, it has thousands of customers. And unfortunately, AnyDesk has revealed that they have suffered a wide-scale data breach. Now, it's unclear exactly what data was accessed or stolen or how AnyDesk's production environment was abused, but AnyDesk says that they discovered this attack as a result of a security audit and they immediately notified all authorities and are working with a third-party service provider. They specifically call out working with industry-leading firm CrowdStrike to help determine what data, if any of yours, was at risk or stolen or what the criminals were doing with the access to any desk's production environment, which would give them access to how users like you use the AnyDesk platform. Bottom line, AnyDesk is dealing with a significant issue. If you're a user, be on a heightened sense of security because criminals could pivot from AnyDesk using artifacts they found about your use to your environment.
Now, if you're thinking to yourself, Iran won't target me because I'm just a private company, or my AnyDesk use is pretty well monitored. Well, you might want to take note that giant companies, two private companies in particular, had very costly cyber events occur against them in 2023 and are just now in 2024 understanding the financial implications. Now, the first company is Clorox. They are a global giant in a variety of different products. And in August of last year, they had to decrease shipments due to a cyber attack. And almost six months later, we now know that those attacks have caused 6% decreased sales. And that is a very significant number. Some people think, oh, 6%, that's not um, life-ending or earth-shattering. But based on the volume that Clorox does, that amounts to hundreds of millions of dollars that are now no longer going to Clorox so that it can pay employees and so that it can provide value to shareholders. And that is incredibly problematic because another firm, Johnson Controls, actually had the uh, cost of their attack uh, quoted as $27 million that the attack costed Johnson Controls. Their event happened a month later in September, but what's interesting here is that Johnson says that their insurance didn't even cover the full $27 million cost and that they expect that figure to increase because it doesn't account for certain elements that are involved long term, like projects to ensure that type of attack doesn't happen, personnel required to increase under regulatory guidance, uh, scenarios where uh, workflows need to be put in place, etc. And so what you need to understand is that sometimes it's easy to think about technology that we've never heard of or nation states. How could that ever impact me? Two private companies out tens of millions of dollars because of cyber crime. And so it's very critical that we as a society take the security that we uh, have inherently because of our use of cyber and technology and the internet very seriously. We're going to end today on the personal level. Many, many, many users left the platform X, formerly known as Twitter, when it was purchased by Elon Musk. For whatever reason people chose, one of the great alternatives was a platform called Mastodon. Now, the data in Mastodon is in the, not hosted in the same way that it is hosted in X. There's a federated uh, sort of scenario set up. Um, but that also means that Mastodon can suffer from flaws like CVE 2024-23832. This flaw, unfortunately is part of a, an issue where insufficient origin validation within the platform can be abused to allow attackers to impersonate users essentially taking over their accounts. And you, the user, can't do anything. You can't click like you can with certain other technologies like your browser, update my browser. So if you're using Mastodon, what you need to do is ask if you have not heard that the administrator of your instance Upgrade their instance, the one you're using, by mid-February to the newest and safe version of Mastodon 
because otherwise your account will absolutely be prone to hijacking. This flaw will impact you if your administrator does not fix or upgrade your instance and you have zero control over this. So uh, hopefully the admins of your Mastodon account are communicating with you about this very serious issue so that you don't have your account hijacked. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding day. It's going to be a great week, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy. Michael Kimmett, signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's Sub the Cap goes to Earl Curitan. Now, Earl Curitan is getting a sincere tip of the cap because, unfortunately, this basketball legend passed away this last weekend. He leaves after a very successful career in Detroit with both the University of Detroit as well as uh, Detroit-based basketball team, the Pistons. He retired in 1997, he played nearly 700 basketball games, and was a huge impact on the lives of the average Detroiter during his career, bringing joy and love throughout the city, greatly representing not just basketball, but the people of Detroit and the greatness that sporting can bring to a community. So, to you, Earl Curitan, to the next phase, whatever that might be, safe journeys and travels, and a sincere final tip of the cap.